Hello guys, welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Dr. Corey Probst. Hi Corey, how are you? Awesome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you. I know. This, this is going to be an awesome, awesome podcast and conversation. So, Corey, mm -hmm. I know I could introduce your, you like in so many different ways, but I actually, I will ask you to just to introduce yourself to our listeners so they can know a little bit more about you sure. and what do you do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am the diet doc wellness director, which doesn't really give you any idea about what I do, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a health psychologist and what I focus on primarily is mindset and eating psychology coaching. And more specifically, I help my clients really free themselves from binge eating and we work together so they can discover a more peaceful and trusting relationship mm -hmm. with food and their bodies. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it, we have known each other since like, I was just counting like, oh, it's 2000, beginning of 2013. That's when I started working with Michelle. And yeah. then right after I hired you, and we worked together for a little while, but um, mm -hmm. we know each other for a, for a while. And you helped me so much, mm. especially with your, like, so, I, I how can I even explain this? But with mm -hmm. your, your questions, like, mm -hmm. like your open ending questions that made me just, really thinking about what it was what what, what i was going through mm. at that time you know and thanks for sharing I, that andrea yeah um i really feel that curiosity mm. is the foundation to understanding ourselves and understanding who we are and how we are and why we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I'll speak for myself, but I, I'm going to make a big assumption in that you experience this too in your coaching. Our clients come to us and they may be asking themselves questions, but they're very, they're not invitational questions. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is they're, they don't invite inquiry and they don't invite openness and they don't invite reflection they're very much berating questions like what the hell is wrong with you mm -hmm. that's not a question that we're going to try to answer mm -hmm. it's more like a statement of our of our lack of worth mm -hmm. uh, and so questions are they're, they're really important for me in terms of the way that I work with my clients, but they're really important for me mm -hmm. personally. <laughs> and it's the way, it's just the way that I operate in my life is to ask curiously compassionate questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's beautiful. And uh, so I just want to kind of a circle back a little bit 
on the work you do at the Didoc and especially yeah. with your clients. So with, you know, emotional eating and uh, binge eating, I'm, I'm someone who is uh, binge eating, eating, I would recover it. Or mm-hmm. I'm not a recovered because you are always recovering. So actually, I'm a eating disorder recovering person. <laughs> so, and then I know the, how emotions plays a huge mm-hmm. role in our food decisions. Mm-hmm. So I would like for you to kind of a, just a, Explain to us, to our listeners, how can we, how our emotions are so entitled to the way we behave or the way we make our food choices? And yeah, if it, I don't know if the question makes sense to you. So I'll start here, Andrea. I think that it's important for all of us to recognize that as human beings, Mm -hmm. we are emotional creatures. Mm -hmm. That emotions are valid. Mm -hmm. They're normal. They are expectable. Mm -hmm. And that we'll have them. Mm -hmm. And that without them, we wouldn't be who we are. And Mm -hmm many of our decisions in our lives are based upon how we feel. Mm. And it, you know, I think we often hear that we shouldn't make emotional decisions, Mm -hmm. but emotions guide the majority of our decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's very different than emotional eating. And I think we can get into how I define emotional eating Mm -hmm. and how I don't believe that emotional eating in many regards is a quote unquote bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But emotions are energy Mm -hmm. and the way that I view them is their energy in motion Mm. and they operate, they operate in our bodies typically below the neck <laughs> so it's like, how do we even know we're experiencing an emotion? Well, we feel a shift, right? Mm-hmm. We feel a shift in our stomachs or in our mm-hmm. chests. Our chests get tight. Our butterflies in the stomach. We hear mm-hmm. that a lot. Or shoulders are up around our ears, and we feel we feel tension. We feel heat mm-hmm. or cold mm-hmm. or hair up along rising up along the backs of our necks like Mm -hmm. those are all signs of or symptoms um, internal or external manifestations of emotion Mm -hmm. and they guide us in a lot of ways because they are information emotions are information that something is happening right now Mm -hmm. something is important right now something needs to be paid attention to mm-hmm. right now. And for a lot of people, emotions are very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of people, they don't know what emotions they're experiencing. They have a limited vocabulary about their emotions. It's hard for them to 
articulate what they're feeling or mm -hmm. define what emotion is mm. there for them. Mm -hmm. And that can make it very difficult because we, we gravitate towards certainty, right? It's yeah. like we want to feel stable all the time and mm -hmm. we want to feel grounded all the time and we want to feel like things are very like black and white all the time. And mm -hmm. for a lot of us emotions, they make us feel like we're off kilter or that yeah. something isn't quote unquote right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of the work around this is in helping individuals begin to learn how to accept and be compassionate towards and develop a different relationship with emotion in general. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times, Andrea, that I have heard my clients, they, they come back to me after working together and they'll say to me, the, the, the most profound thing you ever said to me was that I could feel my feelings. Mm. And you know, you've probably had this experience too. I'm just like, that's the most profound thing I said to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you come from, so many of us come from backgrounds where it wasn't okay. It was not okay. And in fact, it was bad and wrong to feel yeah. our feelings. Mm -hmm. And not only to feel them, because when we allow ourselves to feel them, our bodies change. Mm -hmm. We may cry, we may laugh, and that laughter may happen in quote unquote inappropriate situations. Like mm -hmm. I know people have laughed in a funeral before and mm -hmm. we could judge those people or we could just recognize that they're processing an emotion in a way that just some people don't, mm -hmm. you know? And so if we've come from backgrounds like that and our childhoods like that, where emotion just, it was off limits, mm -hmm. then, then you grow up and you're in eating situations or food situations. We'll bring this full circle now and mm -hmm. to food, like you asked. And if we don't have the skills to process whatever mm -hmm. emotion we're experiencing in the moment, and you know we're trying to find solid ground moving towards food is it's really protective mm -hmm. it's good mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm it's stabilizing it's mm -hmm. grounding um so that's why in many ways like initially when i'm working with individuals who are struggling with emotional eating it's mm -hmm. very much a process of helping them to understand how that behavior has been beneficial for them in many ways and protective mm. for them in many ways mm -hmm. it's what it's what they know to do mm -hmm. and and it's been helpful mm -hmm. and until they begin to develop new skills and abilities mm -hmm. then that's you know that's been there for them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that makes yeah, sense it does it's just like a a little security blanket it is and then yeah. uh another thing that I, I was thinking about too when you everything you what you were saying is that i love the fact that you you help your clients to recognize how beneficial was having this behavior and how much helped them to get it through those 
difficult times Mm -hmm. and honoring that and uh, sort of like neutralize, learn how to neutralize those Mm -hmm. behaviors and it's just not a giving meaning to the behavior itself, right? Like this is not a bad action that I'm doing right now. It's just like, yes. it's, just, it's, just, it's just part of what I know. Yeah. But now I'm open to experiment and open to learn new different, like new skills that is going to help mm-hmm. me. That's going to serve me better than with mm-hmm. this behavior that I always knew for, for my entire life. Right. Right. So yeah. this is, we're talking about like years and years and years Decades. of yeah doing the same thing of shame really Mm -hmm. starting very early when we were told like stop crying Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean I I recall an incident when I was younger where I lost my blankie at a little blankie you know mm-hmm. lots of kids have little blankies that they carry around I was very attached to my blankie I think we and are <laughs> I was living with my grandparents at the time <gasps> and my blankie disappeared and I ran into the living room bawling my eyes out and my grandpa was like stop your crying I'll give you something to cry about and I remember him saying like you're such a good actress Mm. you know and the message was like you're faking Mm. this isn't okay this isn't a valid thing for you to be this emotional about Mm -hmm. and so we learn in so many different ways that we need to shut that down Mm -hmm. and not express ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah so the the sensitivities that we feel um are there's what they turn into is um a sense of shame Mm -hmm. like i'm bad and i'm wrong um, Mm -hmm. for feeling this way Mm -hmm. and so yeah when we have just years and years of shame built up and we've criticized ourselves for years and years about Mm -hmm. this particular behavior Mm um it just it's like a dog pile of gross messy stuff that we have to like decondition ourselves around so to speak Mm -hmm. um yeah and the interesting thing about shame is that we think in many ways by constantly criticizing ourselves Mm -hmm. and telling ourselves that, you know, we're stupid for doing this or, you know, asking those very non-invitational questions like what is wrong with you that you can't Mm -hmm. figure this out? Why do you keep doing this? Mm. Um, It's completely demotivating. Yeah. And yet we believe that that's going to help us change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And that it that it's backwards. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. Mm-hmm. And what we really need is self compassion mm-hmm. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I so agree with you. Thank you for sharing this because 
as you talk about this, I, I was just kind of, a, you know, like I have this flashbacks in my mind, just like, you know, those, I would say that I adopt other people's voices and thoughts, mm. you know, and then I apply that to myself mm-hmm. because that's the way I only knew. So, and it's interesting that you were saying about like how hard we are with our, ourselves saying like, I can't believe it, you have done this again. Yeah. You know, you were stupid doing this again. It's like, it, but it's interesting because that is the same, that's what we learn from our teachers, maybe in school or maybe from mm-hmm. our parents or maybe from somebody else that it's like, they want you to succeed, but in any day, instead of like asking the open questions or inviting you to see where you made the the mistake or the boo-boo, they just like, I can't believe it, you have done this again. It's like, don't you know that you, this is the third time you have done the same mistake or fourth time, when are you gonna change? And, and then, how as a child do you even respond to that? It's like I use, I like to use the example of a child like spilling their milk. Mm-hmm. And the parents like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Like what the, what the, what is the kid supposed to say? There is nothing to answer that with because I'm dumb because I'm stupid Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a horrible question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like okay the the milk is spilled oh sweetheart should we clean this up together Mm. how can we make sure that next time this doesn't happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's 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 a it's a relearning Mm-hmm. how to talk with yourself in this yeah, case, sure. right? So um, it's unlearning, unlearning the voices of the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reframing uh-huh. those, like the, the reframing the phrase to that empowers you. Yeah. So take us through the process of working with someone. You can, I can even use myself as an example. Okay. Um, you know, um, back, back in the days where, when I was struggling a lot with my eating disorder, I, it's not a mine. I don't like to say even mine. The. It's not mine. The, the. Yeah. It is the. Um, and uh, I remember that I, I would struggle all, you know, I would control the food and the emotions mm-hmm. all day long. And at night was like my, oh my God, it's evening. So now I'm free. I can do what I want to do, which is like binge eat. And, you know, like in my case, because I was bulimic. So the purging and all that stuff. But and then, the, and then right after, like everything was done and done I would like just like beat myself and say to myself like mm-hmm. I can't believe you've done this again it's like are you, when are you going to stop 
like I, I was grabbing like physical, not a physically, but like a, on my mind, I was envisioning like, you know, grabbing my neck and just like shaking myself like so hard. Wake up. Yeah, I was like being so mad and it's like, mm-hmm. and then waking up again and then start all over again. It's like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to just restrict again. It's just going to, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm done with this. And then would happen again and again and again. So mm-hmm. with someone like my old self, hmm. how would you just like, I know, we started working together we have been working together let's say you know for a little while and then <laughs> you know because if it's in the very very beginning also everything and then it would be <laughs> a little you know you need to know me a little bit more I do need to know you a lot <laughs> I know before you like okay let's just but um to someone, here's what you're gonna do Andrea no I definitely don't work like that <laughs> no I know you don't <laughs> I know you, I know you well, so, uh, but it's just like it to start bringing that awareness and uh, recognizing that, you know, this is not a, the worst thing that you have done, or this is not a bad thing you are doing. How would you like help that person to start walking towards to, to reframe? Mm-hmm to be, become more compassionate towards themselves when they are making those mistakes that they know that it's not good for them, but it's kind of a, at that, at that point, you are hopeless. You don't, you, you are in the bottom of the bottom of that like hole mm-hmm. where you don't see the light. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It's very hard when you are there. So, you, you sitting know, in the that. Shame. sitting mm-hmm. in that shame is, just feels annihilating Mm -hmm. and like you're in a deep deep well that you're never going to be able to crawl out of Mm -hmm. um and so you mentioned like Mm self-compassion and i think that's first i think there's there's always some education to be done Mm -hmm. and some understanding of each person's idea of and conceptualization of what different terms mean Mm -hmm. Uh, like self-compassion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know grown adults who are like, that's too soft. That's too mm-hmm. gentle. It's mm-hmm. too gooey, ooey, gooey. And I'm like, well, okay, you don't. We don't have to call it that. Let's call it friendliness towards ourselves. How does mm-hmm. that land for you? Because what's interesting is we have so many meanings attached mm. to different words and so many images and experiences. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of the work is decoupling and mm. unweaving the ideas and perceptions that we have just around words themselves, like compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the idea of self-compassion and what it actually means and what it involves can feel really complex and murky. Mm -hmm. Like, what is, what does that look like? How do I even practice that? Mm -hmm. Those are really great questions. Like, Mm -hmm. what is, what is that? Well, so, I mean, we don't have to go into the three components of self-compassion, but working through with, with you, 
what each one of those components is like kindness how would mm. that what what would you actually say to yourself if you were being kind to yourself mm. and we'll practice statements mm-hmm. um i i i don't think we ever did this andrea but with my clients i like to do what's called an empty chair exercise so um they'll sit in one chair and the the eating disorder might be mm. in the other or the shame might be in the other or their body might be in the other or mm-hmm. the food might be in the other and we'll we'll have a conversation mm. because most of the conversations that we have are in our heads mm-hmm. and they just get really just it's all messed up and all Mm -hmm. jumbled and very there's really a lack of clarity Mm -hmm. so if we can separate Mm. create some separation and create some distance not only can we feel like okay the eating disorder isn't me the shame isn't me Mm -hmm. you know to have that distance Mm -hmm. and then have the conversation it's like it's almost like a different way of journaling. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it gives you the ability to practice the, the statements of self-compassion and mm. what you hear yourself being kind. And when you hear it and the statements come out of your mouth, you f- can feel what's in your body too. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a very somatic process. Mm-hmm. It, it's an intellectual process as mm-hmm. well. And those two come together and it, that can be very powerful. Um, You know, the other two components of self-compassion, I'll just say them because I mentioned that one of them was kindness is Uh mindfulness. Mm. And so we want to understand what that means. And that's a non-judgmental awareness. Mm -hmm. So like you said, Andrea, you're just in that shame spiral. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with you? Why are you doing this again? You said you would stop. Like, Mm -hmm. is that ever going to happen? And those are all very judgmental statements Mm -hmm. because they convey that you're bad, that you're wrong, that you're Mm -hmm. worthless, that you'll never figure it out. And Mm -hmm. so practicing non-judgmental statements, what would that sound like? Mm. And then the other piece of it is common humanity because in that space it very much feels like you are the only one suffering that no one Mm -hmm. would ever freaking understand what this is like Mm -hmm. and it's very isolating yeah right Mm -hmm. I, i just most of the people that I start working with, and I would imagine this is the same for you, is they've never told anyone. There may be one person that, that they've mentioned it to. Sometimes their, their significant others are not even aware. They wouldn't dare to tell them what's happening oh, yeah, in that part of their lives. Um, and so helping them to really understand that this is not something that they need to struggle with on their own and that Mm -hmm. in fact many 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 people are struggling Mm -hmm. with it can feel (sighs) relieving Mm -hmm. 
and when they can begin to feel a sense of relief and a little bit more ease and they can let go of the tight reins, then that puts us in a position to be able to explore more, mm -hmm. explore the cycle because like you mentioned, you restrict, restrict, restrict all day. Mm -hmm. And then you end up binging at night. Mm -hmm. And then because you binged, you need to restrict again all day. Mm -hmm. And then you end up binging. Mm -hmm. And so when we can explore that cycle and we can increase, increase the compassion and feel maybe a little bit more ease around mm -hmm. the situation, when I bring up the... when we get into a discussion about how it is the restriction that's causing the binging in the first place mm -hmm. <laughs> it 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 can land a little bit more easily um because oftentimes it's not you need to stop restricting usually what i'm asking my clients to do is um, I am collaboratively asking them if they would be willing to try not like, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, here's what I meant to say. It's typically Andrea, not, you need to stop binging. Mm -hmm. It's, we need to stop restricting after you binge. Mm. Does that make sense? It does completely okay. make sense. Sorry, yeah. I, like got no, no, that no, no, no. jumbled up in my head. <laughs> uh, uh uh No, I completely understand. Yeah, because and, um, that's what's perpetuating the cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I what I got from this, and I'm sure like the listeners, because we always struggle with our own things. And it, yeah. this, we're talking about food, but this doesn't mean that it's just food related. It can mm -hmm. be any area of your life, right? So it mm -hmm. could be financial, finances, could be relationships. Mm -hmm. So what I, again, what I, like what I got from, it's like, we need to, not a need, but it's like, it's just a form, again, to neutralize the action and not putting so many meaning to what you have done by restricting mm -hmm. but sit with being in that discomfort of like in with the thoughts and, and actually having that conversation with your yourself you know mm -hmm. if it has to be this exercise with a chair which i i loved i actually done this type of exercise but with my my inner child yeah you know, in the past. So that's one that was one of the things that really helped me to heal my relationship with my parents and relationship with my past. So it's just having that dialogue. And then the, what I think about in my own personal experience, having the dialogue is that you take away yourself away from the, like the picture. Actually, it's so interesting because yeah. it feels like you were just like a, a third person. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, and then you have you, you physically, you on a chair, and then you yeah, have at this you, point in time in your life, yeah. yeah. And then you have here like the, this third person, and then you have you know the your observer. inner, yeah, the observer, yes. Thank you. 
of reframe that and yeah. then you have the, the the child or the food or whatever it is in front of you mm-hmm. and it's just become so much more easier to to just kind of a start talking with that person mm-hmm. because again now you're like you're just having a conversation right just like i am having a conversation with you right now like that's how i would it yeah it sounds awkward it does yes, sound it awkward. Does. It sounds weird to a lot of people when I explain <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll tell you, Andrea, I recorded a podcast with Joe yeah. um, on the Life Mastery podcast. <laughs> and, oh you know, Steve, he, he um, edits all of the podcasts. Uh-huh. And I had said something about um, identities and how we have multiple identities. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're explaining. It's like, we have an inner child inside of us. We have, mm-hmm. we still have that adolescent inside of us. Mm-hmm. And he, he was so literal. Steve emailed, he's like, what are you talking about? That we have all of these people inside of us. <laughs> like, it was such a funny conversation. But- um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is it's so interesting because it this it's kind of it's still in the in the realm of our conversation, but I just sure. want to share this is that sometimes I do this as exercise where I have a table where each chair is one part of me. You know, is the wife there she's sitting there is the the child that she's sitting in here and then as the coach she's sitting in here so it's all this you know identities that i have in myself they're sitting there and then i when i have to make a decision i ask each person what they would do you know when it's like a very difficult decision or something very important mm-hmm. um and it's so interesting because each one they have their own strength yeah and then they can, like, you know, they, they are giving their own personal opinion. And then I can make my own decision, you know? They each have their own strengths and they each have their own vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to talk with them because you're going to be okay regardless. Like, mm-hmm. you might feel that you're going to make a mistake and or you're going to fail or whatever, but you're going to be okay. So you have to have that, definitely have to have the conversation with them because to assure that no matter what, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, it's so... They're each I, in a different developmental stage too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. And so if you kept them all inside and you're hearing all of these different conflicting voices and needs and desires and fears, it's like, this is where people get so hung. Like, I, I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I can't make this decision. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of different voices going on inside right now because mm-hmm. you have the scared five-year-old and you have the rebel adolescent who doesn't want to freaking be told what to do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then you have, you know, you have the adult who wants to be incredibly responsible and maybe in our cases has very per- perfectionistic tendencies and needs to get it exactly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so all of them are giving us different information and the the exercise that you take yourself through, like you're you're create you're you're having a round table discussion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here, say what you need. 
what's important to you about this? Like, yeah, get it outside of yourself. Yes. That's, so that's that you the, yeah. can look at it with more clarity. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I know it sounds like a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I never shared this with nobody. Well, it's actually, <laughs> um, it's family systems theory. I mean, this is a branch of, of therapy, a branch of psychology. Like, <laughs> We actually have a family system inside of us, a family of people. <laughs> yeah. It's Say nice, guys. Yay. Hello. You're not crazy if you have multiple identities. No. You know, any, you know, what is interesting to me is that when you actually make this as like fun and interesting, yeah. it's just becomes a, so much easier to actually experience or experiment with this, you know, because again, it's, yeah. it's just, a, it's, it's fun. I like, I love, I love the word fun because when you, too. you say fun, oh, this is so much fun, even though it might not be fun. It's just like, <gasps> well, when it's, it's like, fun, what happens We're, we've let go of so many expectations. Mm-hmm. When it's fun, we're kind of, we're going with the flow. We're not trying to control things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where um, I think the foundation of the work is really in, if we're in the moment, we're in the well, we're feeling like we're trying to claw our way out, we're digging Mm -hmm. through. Um, In those moments, we can migrate from change trying to change it like Mm -hmm. i need to get out of this right now this is so uncomfortable you said like learning to sit in the discomfort it's Mm -hmm. like i don't want to learn how to sit in the discomfort that's Mm -hmm. like then we need to rephrase it we need to rephrase it we move from changing to processing Mm -hmm. this isn't to be changed it's just to process it yeah to understand it yeah what is this Mm -hmm. this is this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's done with compassionate mm-hmm. curiosity, with mm-hmm. a gentleness, with a kindness, with a tenderness. Mm-hmm. And that can feel strange because oftentimes we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. We don't have any practice with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I would like uh, to ask you is that I was just thinking right now, just passed through my mind. Mm-hmm. Like the people who come to you, do you think that most people need to come to us when they are ready for that change? To accept that things are not going to be always roses? It, it makes sense to my question. It's like, you know, like some people, they, they, even though they are right now, they're living their worst. Yeah. Like I, I just like getting back again to the old self, my old self. Like mm-hmm. I was just living in a, like a nightmare. Yeah. But I was so scared to let that go because I didn't know what it would be on the other side. Even though I saw, like, I saw, you know, other people's testimonials that they, you know, they, 
you they recover. recover. Yeah, you, you can know. heal. Yeah, and but that was so foreigner and so like not possible to me. And uh, but some people, even though they are in that pain, they're but they're I don't think they're willing. I think here's what popped up for me, Andrea. Uh-huh. I think that I think a lot of people think and or believe that if they're going to work with us, they, they need to be sure about something Mm. that I want to recover. I want to heal. I want to change Mm. this. And I don't agree that Mm. that's necessary. Mm. I think that the other thing that they could feel is I need someone to process this with. Mm. I'm ambivalent. I still want my eating disorder and I don't want my eating disorder and I want it and I don't. Yes. And it's hurting me and I'm scared to let go of it. Mm -hmm. They're straddling the fence. Mm -hmm. And here again, that's not to judge. Mm. It's to be compassionately curious about. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're here. Yeah. Like I have clients who right now are there straddling the fence between wanting to diet and Mm. wanting to lose weight and change their bodies and get to a certain size and Mm -hmm. shape Mm -hmm. and wanting to practice intuitive eating Mm. and body sovereignty Mm. and body trust and they've got one leg on this side of the fence and one leg on this side of the fence and i just had a woman ask me like is it okay that is it okay that I still want to lose weight? Mm. And it very much is a case of, you know what? All of it belongs. That isn't something we have to push away. Mm. All of that belongs. Let's explore it. Mm-hmm. Where does the thought come from? Yeah. When you feel compelled mm-hmm. to hop on the next diet, Mm-hmm. when the other part of you is like no that's wrong like trust your body mm. reconnect with your body like where does the thought come from yeah because the thing i think we forget is we are very we don't live in a bubble mm-hmm. we're very much influenced by the environment and by other people and and we live in a culture mm-hmm. that is constantly telling us that we need to change we need to change our bodies and we need to look different and we need Mm -hmm. to be a certain size and shape and weight. And so, you know, is it okay that you're having the thoughts that you still want to lose weight? Well, all thoughts are valid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if you've haven't binged in two years, you've recovered Mm -hmm. your, your quote unquote recovered and in recovery Mm -hmm. healed, like you may still have thoughts about binging. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's be curious about it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. It's just, yeah, it's so much true. It's, it feels like it's more like, uh, I'm not coming to you for you to fix me. Right. But I'm coming to you because I need your help 
to help me to process yeah. this entire way, this is this feelings that I'm having, this mm-hmm. thoughts that I'm having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just well, appreciate that. Yeah, and I think that the, the eating disorder promises fixing. Mm-hmm. The diet promises mm-hmm. fixing. Mm-hmm. Both of those things promise very black and white and getting to a destination mm-hmm. because they're very much about control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so our clients who come to us and who are helping with that process of processing, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 and the way of life that they're learning how to live is it's opposite of that. Yeah. It, it's not about control. It's mm-hmm. about freedom yeah, and peace mm-hmm. and ease. Mm-hmm. And no, that doesn't mean feeling comfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the promise of the diet and the eating disorder. Mm-hmm. They promise you'll be comfortable if you do this. Mm-hmm. Nothing will hurt you. You'll be bulletproof. Yeah. But that's not life. No. And then when you are exposed to life, yeah, and then you don't know what to do. And when you don't know what to do, you get desperate, and then you hide yourself again. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, it's so interesting. I love humans. Just Me saying. That's like I just love. I just love to understand and to just kind of dig in and not dig into in a way where I want to 100% understand what's going on because we're never gonna. We are not gods, you know. We can't. But it's just to like to open doors to allow those people or even ourselves to explore new things, new ways of being ourselves without feeling shame or without feeling, you know, you, you without pretending to be yep. like a super whatever, you know, like. No, we're not promising anything when people come to us. No. Uh-uh. This is uh, going to be, we're going to, you're going to experience discomfort because we're going to sit together in a mm-hmm. safe space. And like you said, discover and explore things that maybe you haven't considered. Yeah. Before. Yeah. And what I like to tell my clients is that, you know, like I just ask you to be open and to try new, this new thing that I'm inviting you to try mm-hmm. because the worst case scenario, all you like, you can always go back to the way you always been. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to leave. It's mm-hmm. always there. But mm-hmm. I'm, you know, giving you this opportunity. And to me, like, even when I tell myself this, I'm giving you, I'm giving you this opportunity. Be open to try and to practice this for a little while 
because if it doesn't work for you, if you feel like this is a waste of your freaking time, <laughs> just go back to your freaking older, older way of doing things and it's going to be there. That's simple. But it's the funniest thing is that when you allow yourself to try a different thing, yeah. a different way of doing that thing, mm-hmm. you are like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm not going to go back to that old thing because this is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this is yeah. Well, the thing I think that we get into is we we adopt these certain behaviors because we so much want control. Yeah. But what ends up happening is they're controlling us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we learn these different ways of behaving, different ways of thinking, and different ways of being, while the ground may feel a little shakier at times, it's like mm-hmm. it. I I'm doing the driving. I, I've reclaimed my agency mm-hmm. that the disordered eating took from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's just awesome. Just beautiful. <laughs> so we're about to wrap up. I wish I wish I could stay with you forever. Like hey, we could talk all like, day. <laughs> yeah, we, we you have to come back. We you definitely have to come back because I know like your work it's much more than just this, especially working with like competitors and fitness professionals. Yeah. Um, I think it's so needed in this industry. Um, but before we wrap up, I always like to finish my podcast with fire questions? Ooh, lightning round. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Open up, Corey. Don't get all, all right. constricted no, here. No. We start nice and easy and then we can get a little bit like different. Like free association. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Yes. That's what it that is about. Dangerous. <laughs> oh, whatever it is, you know, okay. like this is not for kids anyways. So, <laughs> so what are you grateful for in your life right now? My cat. Aww. Can I just, can I comment on that? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> this is something I've shared with my clients of late, Andrea, because I, I have two cats. Mm. One in particular, his name is Ren. Full name, Ronaldo. Renners, Rusers. I call him Kitten Man. <laughs> like, he's just. Like, he literally is the love of my life. Mm. And he will look up at me with these big, innocent, mom, I love you. I love you so much. I love you unconditionally. I love you unapologetically. I just love you. And this is what happens for me when I see that. I start crying. And then the next thing I think, Andrea, is, fuck, you are showing me? how I need to be looking at myself. Mm. I am, that's what I'm most grateful for right now. He is literally like looking, I feel like he's looking into my soul and saying, look at yourself this way, mom. And I don't have children. Yeah. I've brought this to the table for my clients who have children and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. Like the way that my kids look at me Mm. that's a lesson for me about how I can begin to love myself. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. Just made me think about my dog. We have three dogs, but Uh Achilles, even Brian tells me that Achilles is our 
the puppy one. He's only a yeah. year old. He he's the mom's dog, so he always with me no matter yeah. where I go. He sits on my lap. He's just put his face right? like me and just look at me. He's like, yeah. And I never thought about this. Thanks for sharing because now oh I was God. like, oh my God. That's why you were so like, like, he's like, he follows me everywhere. See, that's he'll, Ren. Yeah. He just, he'll like, he'll softly nip my leg. He'll, he's running. He's follows me everywhere. He's, when I sit down, he is in my lap. He's just Aww. like, mom, you're perfect. Yeah. That's literally what he's saying to me. You're perfect. I love you. Yeah. It's not a beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people and pets when animals comes to our lives to teach us lessons yes oh yes <laughs> that's awesome teaching me so much and um what one or two books that uh, you that made it the huge difference in your life Ooh, that's a, I, you know, that's that, a, I know it's a lot of books. But. I have, yeah. Um, uh, body respect, health at every size, mm. intuitive eating, mindset, brainstorm, the, the upside of our dark sides. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I can keep going. But. I know. Thank you. And um, oh, and eating in the light of the moon. Hmm. That one is heard. a very, very important one for those who are with um, working through disordered eating too. Mm. And uh, you have thirty seconds. Oh. You're in the elevator. You have thirty seconds to, and you know, to say something to a person that's gonna change their life. A message that you you want to say to someone that can change their lives. I know that's a tough one. <laughs> when does the thirty seconds start? <laughs> oh, you can start oh, right now. Here's what I want. I don't want to say anything. I want to ask them a question. No, even better. What the, what is the question? What are you not sharing? What are you pretending? Ooh. Now it's making me thinking. I'm pretending to be some, someone that I'm not. Because I'm scared. Tell, tell me more about that. Well, I'm scared that people will not like me. They will judge me. Then at the same time, as I reply to your question, my intellectual intellectual side or my like my wise <laughs> side. Your wise mind, yeah. <laughs> she comes to me or my kindness, she comes yeah. to me and you are perfect just the way you are. Hmm. You know, just as slowly. If you feel uncomfortable, we slowly start sharing mm -hmm. your your struggles. You start sharing your 
your insecurities. And this way you can actually help other people as well to mm. just to be who they are, that perfection doesn't exist. You know, like we created this perfection, mm-hmm. perfectionism in our minds. Yeah. And then you, you we strive and you chase that our entire life. And then look at your pet or look at your husband that's uh-huh. cheating you. I'm saying like this, and you guys are not out of scene, but I was like just pointing out <laughs> that is cheating you that life is to be lived. Hmm. And it's, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. That's what we are here for. You know, I want to cry right now. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for your vulnerability. Yeah. It's just what it came in my mind. And it came like it's, I think it's, it's, I think it is important for us who have this platform to share our, our own struggles, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree and, with you. And it's it's just like, a, to me, this is doing a podcast. When I first started, like in the back, back, and this is just being vulnerable here with you guys, is that, you know, I want to be a podcaster. I want to be that person. I want to be like, you know, known, known for whatever. And mm-hmm. now that's how I see this. And it, it came from, I would say like from a wrong not a wrong, but it, the intention was different. The intention wasn't like my, it's, it was a selfish intention. Make mm-hmm. sense? Because I want to be someone because I, you know, I want to be someone. I want people to like me. But it came from um, it, it, uh, moving towards like status. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then as I go through my own evolution, and it's been what, like 15 months now with this mm-hmm. podcast. And uh, this platform, what I see now is this platform was given to me as a gift. Mm-hmm. So I can not only share my own struggles, but my guests' knowledge and where they are coming from, their own experiences. You know, so, and that's why it's like, if I can, of course, I'm not going to be 100% raw here because it's scary still. I, I don't think I will get into that point where I can be 100% raw. Well, some things, it, it's, we want to keep to ourselves. They're private yeah. to us. We're still mm-hmm. processing them. We're still mm-hmm. working through them. We mm-hmm. wouldn't maybe necessarily even know how to explain them yet. Yeah. And, that again is another thing we can be really gentle with and not Mm -hmm. judge Mm -hmm. yeah oh thank you that makes me feel better (laughs) (laughs) it's okay so that was my whole like i don't want to be in an elevator giving a 30 minute elevator speech i that that's my that's my thing andrea which is i I want to be a conduit to people discovering themselves and and extracting their own answers. Uh-huh. I'm not here to extol how things are to be done. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> in 
I have knowledge, I have expertise, I have a, an education, mm -hmm. I have my own experiences and I'm happy to share them, but mm -hmm. I don't know your answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. No, thank you for the <laughs> question. That was awesome. This is, this was, that's just awesome. So <laughs> tell us where can we find you? I can be reached. I'm, I'm happy to give out my email. And yeah, absolutely. It's Corey at the diet doc.com K O R I at the diet doc.com. I'm on Instagram and my, um, is it called a handle still? Yeah. Or is that mm -hmm. like dated language? No, it's still a handle. Still a handle. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am getting old, but <laughs> at the diet doc life is my handle. <laughs> I'm really not up on the like millennial language. I see. So I know. That was like, I'm like, what is that? I don't yeah. know. And I then have the... to look it up. I have to go Google. <laughs> oh, you tell me about this and nowadays we have like a TikTok. i was like oh, oh no uh-uh yeah. this is no this is too much <laughs> <laughs> yep to, nope i've seen a couple of TikTok videos and have been told that i should probably be on TikTok, and i'm like uh, me too I I'm gonna do to stay gonna... up to, to keep we're up gonna dance instagram page okay <laughs> <laughs> So funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Those are the two best ways, Andrea. I'm on Facebook and you can search my name, Corey okay. Ropes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put all the information on our show notes and uh thanks so much, Corey, for sharing all your knowledge, your expertise, and uh your experience with us. I really appreciate you a lot and uh mm -hmm. I appreciate you too, Andrea. Thank this you. is going to be amazing. I know our listeners will love this podcast. And guys, please, if you find this podcast was helpful to you, don't forget to share on your Instagram and tag Corey and I in Thanks, your Insta guys. stories. So we know that you listen to this podcast and uh, leave us a comment and let us know what you think. And, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I hope I will. I can see you next time here as well. Hopefully. We'll do it again. Yes. Mm -hmm. That will be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Thanks so much for listening to us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>